welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. That music. Uh, bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me uh, remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining Dave me is on this Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm rested. Oh, yeah. Well, partly. Well, we're still oh, working. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. That's the problem. I don't know why. Why do they call it a rest day? We should well, call it something different in the media. Because actually, we might debate this at some mm. point, but the, are the riders really resting? Well. Or not the same rest as you and I have? No way. They're and... getting way more than us. No one carried. No one made my breakfast for me this morning. <laughs> yeah, I can assure you of that. Okay, so okay. like we had last week, a special guest with Amanda Spratt, we have a, another special guest uh, today on our It's Caleb Ewan. Uh, how are you, Caleb? Good. How are you guys? Yeah, pretty well. Uh, well done on the first two weeks of this Tour de France. How do you compare yourself to last year? Thanks. Um, uh, I think, to be honest, I'm struggling more now than I was last year. I think I, I'm feeling now with the lack of racing. My strength in the in the mountains isn't really there, and uh, yeah, the last few days I've been struggling a lot, but I've been getting through just, and yeah, now another hard week coming up. How do you um, how do you approach these next three days, Kayla? Because we've been talking about it, of my memory, that this is the hardest week of the tour, third week that we've seen in maybe thirty years. So how do you approach it as a sprinter? Because your goal really is to just get through it, correct? Yeah, well, basically, yeah, I have to to get through within the well, in the time limits, and uh, yeah, it's a tough one, you know. If uh, like basically, like on my on my good days, I'm struggling to be there, so I'm hoping for yeah, not really like yeah, a day that I'm not too bad, and and at least to get into Gruppetto because the last few days I've uh, well, yesterday I got into Gruppetto, the day before I missed Gruppetto, and. Uh, yeah, my teammates had to wait for me and basically they chopped off for like 100Ks to, to keep me in time. Um, and I mean, those stages don't even really compare to the ones coming up. So I'm a little bit worried about them, to be honest. And uh, I'm not feeling, like I said, I'm not feeling great in the mountains. So yeah, I'm hoping maybe after this rest day, my, my legs will come a bit better. But um, yeah, it's going to be a, a challenge this year to get to Paris, I think. Okay. How do you compare the route compared to what you had in your mind when you first saw, you know, back in October when they drew the map and actually now being on the road? Is it tougher than you think or than you thought it was? Uh, we, we always knew it was going to be super hard. And uh, the other thing is, you know, that it's the route is super hard. And there's also most teams are here with a, a climbing team or, yeah, a team that can, can really go for GC. We don't, we haven't seen many kind of pure sprint teams like like I guess what we have at the tour so uh it's it's actually like this year it seems even harder to even make it into the group at um guys are just hanging on for for much longer than normal and uh most of the days I'm I'm pretty much the first one dropped so mentally it's hard as well you know when you dropped with 150ks to go um you know it's hard to it's hard to kind of keep slugging along and, and getting to the finish and then I've been lucky with my teammates to help me. They they usually end up getting me back to Gruppetto in the end. But um, 
yeah, it's been super tough so far. This uh, Caleb the Green jersey battle, it's been for us as as people watching it and, and for fans, it's been a battle royale. You're pretty good mates, I understand, with Sam Bennett. I tell you what, he's got a tough customer in Peter Sagan. What's it like for you? You're sitting back, you're going to the stage wings, obviously, but you're watching that unfold. What do you think is going to happen over the next few days? Um, I think now after Sagan's relegation, I think uh, Sam's got a pretty comfortable lead. Um, I think going into Paris, if if Peter's going to have any chance of winning, he's going to have to have a pretty big lead on him already going into Paris because usually Sam will beat him in a, in a flat finish like that. Um, and I think the other crucial day where he lost points when his chain came off, um, that was a day that he could have really taken a lot of points on Sam and, and in the end he didn't. Um, so I think we could have we could have had an even closer battle but uh, now I think Sam's leads. I think he, he. I think he's got enough lead to, yeah, to secure the jersey. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you never know. And as sprinters, you never know how your legs are going to be, especially after the rest day today. You know, we could get to tomorrow. It's a, it's an uphill start. Um, a short uphill, and I think it's super hard. And um, you know, if you don't have the legs in any of these mountain stages coming up, it's going to be super hard to make a time cut. Like Maka said, you pretty much have a box seat in that battle. You know, you get you probably the, the first place to understand what was going on in that green jersey battle. Does that make you think maybe one day you want to go for that battle for that jersey? Um, yeah, one day for sure. I, I think I will. I will commit to going for it. But yeah, at the moment, you know, now. Like like I said, I'm like I'm struggling to get through the tour, so you know I, I don't want the edit like the added pressure and added stress of going through for uh, intermediates on the mountain stage. You know I'm I'm struggling to hang on as it is, but yeah maybe as I get older and you know a bit stronger, Peter and and Sam are around 30 years old, so I think that you know they're they're stronger guys, and um, you know I hope I have yeah a lot of years ahead of me, and uh, I'm sure yeah in a few years I, I will try for it, but. Um, I need to wait for the right route as well. I need probably a few more sprints because I think that's where I will make up most of my points in the in the actual sprint finishes. And when I looked at the tour this year, I thought it was going to be too hard. But uh, yeah, I'm happy now that I'm not going for it, to be honest, because yeah, I'm just uh, hanging on. So we've got three mountain days and then there's a, I guess I'll call it an opportunist stage before the individual time trial. And then of course the Champs. Is there a chance, do you think, that it can be a sprint, a, sprint, a sprinter's day on that um, second to last day? Yeah, I think it will be a sprint because, you know, there's going to be teams like us that will want to control it. Quickstep will want to control it. Um, I think Sunwood will probably want to control it. So I think if you have three teams like that with the, the same goal in mind, especially at the start, if we let, you know, a break of one or two, three guys go away, then a stage like that should be pretty easy to control. Um, after not having yeah sprint chances in for, for yeah almost a week, um, I think yeah most of the sprint teams will want to want to try to make that one a sprint. But then it, it depends how we're going to get through the next three days. The next three days are going to be super tough. So yeah, it depends on on how everyone's legs are as well. On the French uh, coverage of the Tour de France after your win, your your last win, they were saying there must be something like a school of sprinting in Australia because you've got some similar attitude than Robbie McEwen. Uh, you can chase and can win on your own. 
Is there? Uh, well, no. Simple answer is there isn't, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think yeah, Robbie and I are obviously very similar sprinters. We're quite uh, small compared to most sprinters, and I think the way we sprint is very similar with uh, you know the way we can go through the bunch and and things like that. And I think I learned a lot from from track racing. Um, that's taught me how to go through the bunch a lot, and I guess just the experience of doing sprints yeah every year for the last maybe ten years now. You just you just learn all that stuff, and being a smaller sprinter, you don't have the 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 real power that you know the bigger guys have. So we have to to think a lot more about how we're going to do it to to win. So I think that's probably why you'll see us maybe tactically better in the end of the race. Caleb, we started this Tour de France with two Australians. Thankfully, we still got two in it. And uh, we talked, we we sort of joked about it, I think, pre-start. I think the last time we had two was almost 10 years ago. And on that occasion, we punched above our sort of uh, batting average. Have you had a chance to chat with Richie much at all? And, um, I mean, you must be, uh, as a proud Aussie like us, you must be pretty excited about where he's sitting in the overall. Yeah, well, you know, we, don't get to, we don't get to speak to each other so much. Um, but yeah, every now and then, especially in the neutral, when there's yeah long neutral, we'll, we'll chat together for a bit. But um, mostly, it's too stressful during the stage to really sit there and have a chat. But uh, yeah, you know, I really hope he can. I really hope he can do well, and and I'm really hoping that he'll be on the podium in the end. And he looks like, you know, he's in really good form. And um, you know, it's so so unfortunate that he lost that time in the crosswind stage because, you know, if it wasn't for that, I think. Yeah, he would be on the podium. So, uh, you know, it was, it's disappointing that his team didn't help him more there because, yeah, that's those days are really where you can, uh, you know, you can win and lose the tour or you can be on the podium or not. So, um, those days are almost just as important as the as the mountain stages. Well, they are just as important as the mountain stages. And um, you know, on paper, he had the team to really help him in in a stage like that more so than he has a team to help him in the mountains. So. Um, it was a shame that I think they they let him down that day, and uh, yeah, I think if they just gave him a hundred percent instead of going for the sprints themselves and things like that, then uh, I think we would see him on the podium already. But um, yeah, that was a bit unfortunate to see. But I hope that he can make the time back up in the mountains, and he looks really really good. And I think uh, yeah, if it all goes well, then we should see him on the podium. Between you and Paris, there's some big mountains. But are you already eyeing the Champs Elysees as one possibility for you? Or do you already have an eye on that? Yeah, of course. We you know you always know that yeah that opportunity is always there if you get through the tour. And to be honest, I'm not thinking about it too much at the moment. I'm just focusing on uh, on getting through the mountains. You know, it's going to be so tough and. Like I said, I don't think I'm in the form I was in last year, um, especially especially in the mountains. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really really struggle, and um, you know I hope I can. I really really hope I can get there. But uh, yeah, if your body says you can't do it anymore, if your body just doesn't do it anymore, then there's not much you can do. And yeah, you know, I'm my team has saved me already a few times from going out of time limit. So. Um, you know, I'm sure they will be doing their best to, to keep me in the race as long as possible and they've done a great job so far. So uh, I really, fingers crossed I get there, but um, you know, if not, then you know, it's, been a, it's been a really successful tour so far. But yeah, we have a, a big challenge ahead of us now.
Who's your Who's your right hand man? First climb out of the blocks. What tomorrow? Well, first major climb. Who drops back or who wait? Who or who stays with you, Roger? Or, or who is it? Well, um, I think well, Roger generally will drop like at the same time as me, so I usually always have him. Roger's a bit smarter with the way he paces himself. Like he will just straight away on the climb, he'll go into a rhythm that he knows he can hold. Whereas I'll try to hang on for too long and then I'll blow and then he'll end up catching me and then having to, to drag me along with him. But, you know, it depends, you know, how far away we are. Like two days ago, I was first dropped, Roger was dropped and we had two other guys, I think still in the bunch or maybe a group just behind the bunch. And there was still 150 Ks to go, I think. So they ended up uh, all coming back for me and uh, yeah, they had to, just swap off a hundred Ks and make sure I get there. But, um, you know, it really depends on the course because if it's a course with not that many valleys, just downhills and uphills, then on the uphill, they can't really help me because I can only go as fast as I can go on the downhills. I go downhill pretty quick. Um, so unless there's lots of flat roads and valleys, then there's not a whole, yeah, no, there's not much point in the whole team staying with me. But um, yeah, those those valleys and everything is where we can make up time. And then yeah, if we have big valleys, then most of the guys will come back and stay with me. And maybe just to conclude, uh, one word for the people that are watching you back home here. Uh, it's probably the best rating we had at the Tour de France for quite a while, uh, which is very positive for us. But it shows that Australians are behind you, behind, behind your successes. Maybe have a, a, a quick word for them. Yeah, you know, I I really noticed a lot, you know, I've got so many messages on Twitter and, you know, all the social media saying, uh, yeah, congrats. And you really, you really feel like, I don't know, this year, especially, I feel like the, the Aussies have really gotten around, you know, Richie and I. And, um, you know, I think it's unfortunate that there's only two of us here, but, um, you know, I think we're, we're doing well. I've, I've been, yeah, I guess, successful in the sprints and, and Richie's looks like he's going to yeah, be successful in GC and he's doing really well. So I think, yeah, from both of us, I think we can say a big thanks to Australia for yeah, always getting behind us and um, keep doing it. I will need all the support I can get in the next few days to try to get through to Paris. And I think, yeah, Richie also needs the support to, uh, yeah, to get onto that podium. And, uh, yeah, big thanks from uh, both of us. Caleb, it was, yeah, good words. Thank, thanks for coming into the program. No problem. Thanks, guys. Richie, uh, it's a pleasure to have you in, a, in the program today. Uh, first of all, rest day uh, for you. Have you been able to catch up with the, the, your daughter, your new, your new addition to the family? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, just on FaceTime. Uh, obviously, the corona restrictions, no family uh, can come into the bubble or anything like that. So it's been a little bit hard with late finishes here this year in the tour. So... Um, you know, I haven't had much time, but the race is flying by. So, you know, another week and, and I should be home and uh, finally meet my daughter, which is something in the back of my mind that I'm uh, really looking forward to. Has it, has it given you, uh, I guess, the first day when she was born, Richie, obviously there would have been obviously joy, happiness, and then a little bit of sadness because you're not there. Once you got past that 24-hour period, did your mindset just switch back to, right, i got a job to do. The sooner I get this job done, I can head home. Like, how, how was your mindset in that sort of 24, 48-hour period? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, that day was a, a bit of a disaster. It was a, a stage where I lost like a minute 20 um, to some of the other GC guys. So, 
then when your daughter's born, it just puts it all into perspective. And I think I'm at that point in my career now where, you know, you're flying under the radar a bit here, but I don't really care. You know, I'm I'm here riding for, for myself and, and for my family. You know, if you're going to miss the birth of your child, then, you know, you, you want to be giving 100% every day, which is, um, you know, something that I think I've always done in my career. But now especially, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's, um, you know, cycling is your job and it's a game really compared to, you know, real life and, and what's going on outside of the race. I mean, the tour, more so this year is a bubble, but, um, you know, there's, there is life going on outside of here. So I think that's put it, put it all in a bit more perspective. And then, you know, you see, see like on Friday when Valka, um, you know, no, no fault of his own, crashes and he's out of the race i mean that can happen at, at any second so you know it's it's a big opportunity this year and and uh, i'm really looking forward to making the most of it this week a few days ago 300 meters from the line you were challenging for the wind and uh, does that give you confidence heading towards that terrible last week of the tour de france uh yeah i mean it does and and also on on the stage on friday um you know it wasn't quite on equal terms with the Slovenians, but it wasn't too far off them uh, on such a hard finish. So I think that's a, a good indication of where everyone's at. Um, yesterday, the climbs were so so long and steep that there was no hiding. And, and uh, I think it's, you know, for me, it's going forward into this last week. It, it is good that I'm recovering, um, hopefully stay healthy and stay upright and that's uh one of the biggest keys to to this last week but it, it's it's a savage last week it's like a i've never seen a such a hard last week of the tour so um you know hopefully just don't crack that's the the biggest goal pogachar roglic you know they've been the top of their game and they're the two guys that look just that little bit above can anyone else challenge other than yourself I sort of look at Rigoberto Uran, but how do you see this final week playing out? Because the other point is, too, Roglic has been good for quite some time now. Um, yeah, look, I think you're, you're totally right. Those two are the strongest. I don't think Visma are going to want to bring it back to a, a sprint between Pogacar and um, Roglic because I think the young guy's a little bit more explosive. But then... You know, you, you can't really rule out the Colombians on a, a finish like we have on Colorado's on on Thursday. It's it's high altitude, and that's when they're at their best. But um, for me, there's guys like Lander, um, his class, and he's not afraid to attack from from far out uh, like Yates did. But for the moment, when you've got Visma um, with guys like Tom Dumoulin and, and George Bennett and Seth Kuss, and Walt Van Aert, that much horsepower, um, it doesn't really make much point. See, some of those guys can have bad days, and and they might. Um, but I mean, it's a it's a very impressive team to uh, to try and defeat. You you kind of joining us. What we said. I wonder if you've been listening to the podcast. But we've been saying anything is possible in this Tour de France this year. Anything. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many curveballs. Um, you know, with the, the crashes, um, such a hard last week as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think that 
really it's it's probably going to come down to the time trial um and, and it's all to play for really so then on that i i had that as one of my as one of my questions richie how is your tt form um and how do you you know with a week to go you're 35 Tade pogacha he's 21 how do you look at your time trial form on the penultimate stage of a grand tour compared to Pogacar, compared to Roglic? I'm really not sure. I mean, in the in the Slovenian Nationals this year, Pogacar actually beat Roglic in a hilly time trial. Like, you know, not quite what we're facing on uh, on Saturday. But um, look, I think for all of us, it's been such a strange year. The last time trial that I did was in Paris-Nice and really haven't done that much on the TT bike this year. Um, and, and it's not going to be a, a normal TT anyhow. It's going to be time trial bike for probably the first 28 Ks, and then you're going to switch um, for the steep climb to the Planche de Belfield to road bike. So there's just so many unknowns with this. You know, it's um, there's just so much that's going to come into it, and that's that's um, provided that we can through the, the next three days without any you know time losses because I mean there's it seems like one GC guy a day cracks um, somewhere. So fingers crossed that's not me. Absolutely, and he's going to kill me if I'm ask, if I'm not asking this question. But uh, Polkadot jersey, still not interested. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, look, I think just have to see how it goes. It's not something that I'm going to actively chase. But you know, if you're if you're strong in the last week, then uh, it's always a, a little bit of a carrot. But yeah, I think. Uh, Kostnafoy is uh, pretty good in that competition at the moment. He's Richie. I'll apologise. He's French and he's realised <laughs> he's gone back through the stats. No Australian has ever won the polka dot. I said to him, "It's a nothing jersey. We want you on the podium." <laughs> so, you know, I apologise for that. Um, on, a, on a on a serious note, and I think I, I might have asked you this pre-tour, and now here we are, two weeks in, and you are well and truly in contention. You're 35. You're probably one of the most experienced guys at the Tour de France. Do you do you allow yourself? Are you at the type of person that allows yourself to dare to dream a little bit about what could unfold in this last five days, or do you just keep a lid on it, keep doing what you're doing? You know what? How, how does your mindset now act in this last five six days? I mean, I'm not going to lie. The last couple of mountaintop finishes. Um, when you, you know, you, you're one of the stronger guys, of course, that does, you know, it does um, enter your mind that the, the podium is a, a possibility. But, you know, there's there's just so much to, to get through. Um, even the stage to Leon then when I had a, a puncher, a double puncher at the, the wrong time and luckily Kenny saved the day. I'm probably more concerned about things like that, you know, the things that you, you can't really control. Um rather than cracking on one of the climbs. But, you know, for me, yeah, 35, it would be an absolute dream to, to be up there on, on the podium. So, you know, I'm, I'm motivated. Um, you know, you don't miss the, the birth of a child if you're not here, uh, you know, to at least make some sort of an impact. So for me at the moment, it's just, you know, trying to just do, you know, take it one day at a time and, um, you know, do my best. Most of Australia is behind you. Maybe a quick word for the people that are watching you on SBS before we let you go and carry on with your rest day. 
I mean, thanks to everyone for staying up and, and watching and, you know, thanks for the nice messages. I think yeah, it's nice to get some nice support because it's not always nice on social media, is it? But, um, you know, I remember as a kid sitting up watching the tour and, you know, cheering on the McGee's, the O'Grady's, McEwen's and, and Cook's. So, look, I think, yeah, it's Aussies are the, the probably the hardest um, – Cycling fans, really, I think um, it says a lot that people uh, stay up so late to, to watch. And the tour's a, an awesome uh, event, and um, you know, keep tuning in. Go well, awesome. Richie. Go well. We'll be cheering. Thanks a lot. Thank you for uh, tuning in. This was the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Until next time, tomorrow, same place, same time. Ciao. Before we go, a quick shout-out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Swift.com and start your free trial.